0: And bam, we're live. Good morning, everyone. Jake, Captain, uh, Dave Attaway. Good morning, Heidi. Wow, good to see all you guys. Adam, good morning. I am here with Brett Fraser. Am I pronouncing your last name right? That's correct. Fraser. Fraser. Um, he is the chief athlete officer from the enhanced games. Uh, before we dig in, I'm gonna show you guys this uh trailer. Brett, I, I watched a bunch of interviews that you and um D'Souza have done um, you know, in the in, in the past couple months. I just want you to know that there will be no hostility from me in the regards that those D bags were hostile towards. We can uh we can talk about it all. <laughs> awesome. It's crazy what a charged uh yeah. what a charged subject this is. But let me play this trailer. I thought you guys did a fantastic job at it. And um here we go. I am the fastest man in the world. But you've never heard of me. I have broken Usain Bolt's 100 meter record. But I can't show you my face. I am a proud, enhanced athlete. The Olympics hate me. I need your help to come out. I need your help to stop hate. I need your help for the world to embrace science. Come join me in 2024 at the first Enhanced Games and see me break the world record in public. You think... uh... 2024, so ambitious. you think that's really going down? We'd
1: like to see it. I mean, that's what we're planning for. Uh, Q4 2024, December is when we're planning to have the first games. And it'll probably be an exhibition where we choose uh, select events and have athletes that are, you know, really trying to um, make a statement, um, breaking a world record or just vastly improving upon uh, previous performance.
0: And um, any locations in mind?
1: Uh, we've conducted a site analysis exercise, and uh, it could be anywhere from the southeastern United States over to the West Coast, or you know, we're entertaining uh, several international venues as well. Uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to announce um, more info uh, with regards to uh, the exact location, but it's still very much um, in development right now.
0: Any um any issues with the fact that it is a a free games, meaning the athletes are allowed to participate in in. I, what I think, well, first of all, is it a free games? You can come in a, any. I'm guessing you can't. Um, by enhanced games, it's strictly talking about um, s- some sort of chemical or pharmaceutical enhancement. You can't wear stuff, right, to enhance you, or can you?
1: That, that's right. No. So uh, one of the biggest questions is, you know, I want to tie rockets to my shoes in order to run faster. Right. It's enhancing the human body, not, no accessories to the human body. Uh, in in the initial fields anyway, there might be a category for cybernetics, which we introduce uh, in the future. However, yeah. right now it's just you know the human body uh, with the standard clothing and any other um, any other tools that you would need in order to perform. Uh, but yeah, nothing uh nothing that's a a, a non natural or or machine you know type of add on to the human body.
0: You know what this g- gives me the vibe when I hear you talk like that it gives me this kind of science fair like uh, if NASA was like hey if you can build a ro- if this if you can build a robot you win the million dollars. You know what I mean it's, it's got this um, kind of innovation uh, um, entrepreneurial uh, and obviously like you guys are pushing a sciencey vibe to it I'm, I'm, I'm really digging it. Um, any issues like legally doing an event where, I mean, you know, you probably heard like the Arnold has been raided by the FBI or the Mr. Universe has been raided by the FBI, right? They show up with a bunch of people and in, in, in raid the hotel rooms looking for steroids that the bodybuilders are on. I mean, we all know they're on them, right? Um, but it's, but they're not, right? It's, it's illegal. Any issues with that? Like doing an event in California where let's say the trend is illegal, but, you know, half the athletes are on it?
1: So we're still working through how to abide by uh, wherever the event's taking place, to abide by the local law and um, uh, work with authorities and um, the systems to make sure that we're doing everything correctly. Um, the bodily autonomy that we're allowing athletes to have, it's basically to say, you're free to take whatever enhancements uh, with um, medical supervision and clinical uh, supervision in order to optimize your body, to train and perform at, at, at your best. So the legal implications of it We're going to resolve, and uh, the safety of the games and the fairness of the games is what we're trying to put at the uh, at the forefront. And those are the paramount uh, pillars that we're we're hoping to operate the first games on right
0: now. And and when you say exhibition, um, can you give me an idea of some of the events uh, we would see? Sure. So if you just think about it, like if you're going to the Olympics, which tickets
1: are you buying? You're probably going to watch the 50 meter freestyle, the 100 meter freestyle, uh, the 100 meter, 200 meter dash. Um, several gymnastic select gymnastic events and uh, some combat sports. So while we may not have you know the full lineup of events, I think we're going to have what is watched the most: the short distance
0: sprint events in track and field. And swimming. would you have them um, combat? Of, I don't think the Olympics has um, MMA, does it? Would you guys have MMA? Yeah, we're considering MMA,
1: Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, those combat sports are are pretty heavily watched, and I think they'll draw a a very supportive crowd, and the entertainment value of those is is substantial.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Some of the pushback I've seen from people when um, I've seen Aaron on some podcasts and on some um, I don't know what you would call them, sports shows. But people talk about the uh, safety of the athletes when, in when in reality, the safety is kind of enhanced because I mean, you uh, are you familiar with the Abu Dhabi Combat uh, Challenge (ADCC)? the biggest jujitsu okay like i think it's known that you know or it's accepted that 90 percent of the guys there are juiced to the gills and basically what you you guys are basically what you're doing is is you're setting up an environment where athletes don't have to lie which which i think is huge and then where since they don't have to lie everything becomes safer theoretically right
1: Yes, uh, Savon, I mean, as it's happening now is you have athletes that are taking substances in the dark with no understanding of how to administer these medications or therapies, uh, how much to take and, and the long term effects of it. Uh, they're doing this without clinical supervision. So what we're trying to and what we will be doing is uh, amassing a panel of, of doctors and scientists where athletes, if they choose to be enhanced, can consult uh, with these medical professionals to get their opinion on you know when to take it, how to take it and what it's going to do for them. Um, in sports today I mean the fairness of competition just isn't there because you're, you're always going to have uh, people who are going to try to beat the system and take, uh, take performance enhancements and they're going to do this in, in by any means necessary and I think that's a very unsafe practice uh, so we're really hoping to solve um, the issue with the, the enhancements being unsafe and, and misunderstood and allowing a much more safer environment for athletes to to uh to utilize these resources
0: um obviously this crowd wants this uh will, will there be powerlifting, uh olympic lifting clean and jerk snatch i mean this crowd would love that uh there will be powerlifting. i think uh
1: we're gonna have we're gonna have a few events that are gonna be um that are not currently on the olympic uh, uh lineup right now that i think will be really entertaining but yes we're gonna have uh weightlifting
0: I mean, I guess you. One of the ways you could do it also is to kind of look out over the landscape of sports and see what sports are already heavily steeped in, um, in uh, pharmaceuticals that enhance their abilities, and in st- almost like start there, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I think your question is basically to take which sports have the most high octane right now, and yeah. then put center stage for us.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> or, or, or something like jujitsu where at the highest level, it's just known that so many people are doing it or in, in, uh, I don't know about, I don't want to speak about this. Like I know, but I think I know like in powerlifting, none of those guys look like the guy who's deadlifting a thousand pounds. None of those guys look like anyone I think who is, um, who hasn't enhanced themselves.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think enhancements are going to uh, influence different events in weightlifting. We're going to see hopefully, um, major differences uh, improvements upon current natural world records. I think in track and field and swimming, we're going to see more incremental um, because it's not to say like you know any professional athlete and, and medical professional is not going to go uh, and take you know a, a million milligrams of whatever substance it is in order to uh, allow them to be faster. It's 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 going to be very nuanced treatments that uh, doctors are going to prescribe to athletes, and then depending on the sport, I think we're going to see varying um, levels of improvement but improvement, significant improvement across the board in terms of the the sheer performance.
0: uh, This is an interesting uh, statement. Do you know who Clarence Kennedy is by any chance, Brett? Clarence Kennedy. The name sounds familiar. Um, It it, it doesn't matter that you don't know him, but he is a, he's basically done an, he's a fascinating character. He's on Instagram. Uh, He's basically been very open about his journey um, using um, steroids and he would be an awesome, and he, I th- believe he's a strong proponent of it. Um, but he'd be an awesome—I um, don't know what the word is—ally for you guys, or or just at least someone to pick their brain. Uh, and he's crazy, he, uh, hugely influential in the space because he's kind of normal. Some of these guys don't get—they kind of lose their normalcy. It starts turning into freak shows.
1: Involved in the industry? Oh,
0: well, uh, weightlifting. Wait, he's a—he's a weightlifting guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'll send you when we're off. I'll send you. I'll send you his uh, Instagram and whatnot. Um, any limits on what you can take?
1: Uh, no, basically any substance or therapy is is open for, for use. Uh, we do recommend and require the use of clinical supervision in order to um, take these compounds and prescribe the compounds. So while you can take, you have freedom to take whatever you wish. You need to... <laughs> and you have to consult with a medical professional in order to um, understand the safety of it and the application for it
0: has anyone um overtly come out of the woodworks and just trying to stop you guys do you guys have anyone who's just besides with their mouths has anyone tried to litigate you guys or is messing with you guys no it's been pretty interesting since the launch we've
1: seen you know as with anything controversial and bold on both sides of the both sides of the spectrum, and because no one's challenged the Olympics or this level of elite competition before, um, there's been a lot of uh, you know, why are you doing this? This makes no sense. Is this real? And um, that's been most of the way for it. We haven't really seen anything you know concrete uh, yet. However, uh, we're prepared for the battles that we that we know that we're going to face, and um, because we're challenging such a uh, such such a old established system um with i think very salient points as to why it's not working anymore uh you know we expect to be challenged and we're prepared to uh to face that
0: why do you think like when um you or aaron go on these shows um there's such a um immediate hostile reaction Mm -hmm. to it you think it's just dogma like they just hear you think it's just dogma or why the hostility I think it's because everyone, you know, everyone's scared of
1: change and this is a major change and kind of a a fresh take that we're we're putting um, on elite competition. The Olympics have worked for a while in the public's eyes, however, for athletes and having been a former athlete myself, I know the system is broken and um, there is a lot of misunderstanding between the fairness of competition and allowing athletes to have bodily autonomy by allowing them to take you know, whatever performance enhancements there is, there are. So I think there's a lot of mixed, um, there's a lot of mix up between what what we're actually trying to do. And we're not promoting unfair competition. We're actually trying to create a competition where, uh, where, where everything is fair and much more fair today. People are going to continue to cheat and abuse the system, which, uh, you know, WADA hasn't really worked as we've seen with various documentaries and um, controversies over the controversies over the past 10 years. So the backlash I think originally comes from, uh, why are you going after these clandestine organizations? Um, Why are you challenging what uh, is not broken, but it is is broken. And we've seen by the responses and signups that we've gained since we've launched that, (coughs) excuse me, we do have support. And uh, while it's going to take time to educate the public, Uh, We're happy to do that. But the initial backlash, I think, comes from um, just kind of a lack of understanding. And why would you ever challenge uh, such a major organization that has been successful
0: uh, since the beginning of its since inception? Um, Any thoughts of how long, let's say, let's assume this thing gets off the ground. I wonder how long before they open up a class at the Olympics that's enhanced. You know what I mean? If you can't beat them, join them kind of thing.
1: Sure. I I mean, what our hope is, is is that class is not going to happen. It's either going to be the Enhanced Games and the Olympic Games or we're going to find a middle ground where uh, we're going to address the elephant in the room, which is many athletes uh, are are doping or or want to explore um, what the potential is of their bodies and then open up another category, which we are developing right now. So I think uh, maybe we're five or ten years ahead of – of uh, where we should be, but with the introduction of, of CRISPR babies and genetically modified uh, humans, I mean, some humans are going to have a molecular advantage, uh, you know, in the next five to 10 years and thereafter Uh, anyway. So that's going to be the next debated topic. Uh, Should someone who's genetically modified be able to compete in, in a normal male and female category at the Olympics?
0: Uh, CRISPR baby. Um, he Januki shocked the scientific community in 2018 by announcing his team had used the CRISPR-CAS9 gene editing tool on twin girls when they were just embryos resulting in the birth of the world's first genetically modified babies. A third gene edited child was born a year later. What's a CRISPR baby?
1: So basically picking and choosing uh, which features you'd like to have uh, in young, in, in babies. So you bet you, you get to create a designer baby, which may have, Uh, a molecular advantage by by ways of using oxygen in red blood cells more efficiently um so to that topic uh you know we're thinking about this now going forward because this is the future and this is you know as of a few years ago uh happening oh and
0: this is happening is this is this um this this particular case is in china is that where it's all happening
1: I'm not sure exactly where it's happening, but we just know it's, it's possible. And the way that the world is trending, I mean, technology is embraced uh, pretty much in every field other than uh, sports. So we're understanding where the world's going and, um, you know, there's a demand for to, to view uh, this category of enhanced sports. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're understanding what the, what, the, what the reality is and, and creating a platform and, and, and system in order to uh, address that.
0: I know this is pretty close-minded of myself, but I personally would just want, I just want to be, if I, me thinking of just being born on planet earth, I would just want to be born like just normal and like breastfeed off a woman and like come out through the vagina. Like I just want to, and then just, I don't know, then, then have the opportunity to choose. I know this is off subject a little bit, but then have the opportunity to choose whether I want to get juiced up to the gills or, how hard I want to work to train or if I want to move to Colorado and train at elevation. God, would you want to be, would you want to be a baby that was tampered with
1: me personally? My opinion is no, I'd want to yeah, be yeah. as natural as possible. And then, you know, kind yeah, me of too. live a natural life, which uh, I did as an athlete as well. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, once things change, or once you start to feel a different way and once you start to feel the effects of aging, um, then I'd want to, you know, understand what options are available. Uh, yeah you know, by way of, of, of medicine and and speaking with doctors and and scientists, I think this is, uh, uh, this is what I would want to do, but initially, you know, as, as naturally as possible, I think, uh, would be how, how I would want to do it.
0: Yeah. Like, look at this guy, this, um, I want to CRISPR my baby to be a five foot five Armenian man. He's making fun of me. He's saying that like, no one, no one would genetically choose, uh, to, to make me, how tall are you? How tall are you, Brett? I'm six two. 60, and how much do you weigh? 190. 190, 195. Yeah. Uh, more likely, and in, in what do you know what uh, ethnicity you are?
1: Uh, so I'm mixed race. I would say it's not straight, you know, it's black and white.
0: Um, do you know where your white side's from? It's it's from Canada, but originally. Oh, that's in, fucked up.
2: Okay. That's one strike Houston.
0: against you. <laughs> and what about <laughs> your black <laughs> side? Do you know where that's yeah. from?
1: Uh, Jamaican. Oh, okay. Jamaican.
0: And, and where are jamaicans do you, are, do you know where jamaicans from are originally
1: uh africa i think you know nigeria
0: uh, oh well, that's good nigeria is
1: good yeah so okay. i was born so, and raised in the caribbean uh my father was uh was born in canada and my mother was born in the cayman islands
0: so the CRISPR could take out his canadian side and um and work with his uh nigerian side and at least you're six two I mean, I don't know. Both sides, I think,
1: worked uh, very well for me in, in the
0: athletic, uh, in the athletic field. Fine, but I'm just telling you, me personally, I'd rather be Nigerian than. Um, well, that's. I mean, that's
1: what what we think.
0: Uh, right, we right. Think. I mean, uh, Nigerians are doing great in the United States, and and I'm a big and I'm a big UFC fan. Okay, where they where they're kicking ass. Do you watch the UFC? Yeah, from time to time. They got um uh um. Uh, Kamaru Usman, the greatest welterweight who ever lived, Nigerian. So, um, t- t- tell me, um, tell me about, um, this is switching subjects a little bit too. About going to the Olympics, you went there as a swimmer. I did in 2008 and 2012 and 2020,
1: 2021, uh, the Tokyo Olympics, which happened in
0: 2021. And that puts you in some pretty rarefied air, huh? Three Olympics. Yes. Can you tell me about how old were you in 2008?
1: I was 18.
0: Holy cow. And um, when did you start swimming?
1: I learned to swim probably when I was uh, a year old. We grew, up, uh, we grew up near the beach. We had a pool, so water safety was very important. Uh, developed a love for the water at a very young age and then continued to develop talent in the pool, I would say seriously, at the age of eight or nine. Uh, I remember by the age of eleven, I was on a pretty, pretty intense uh, training schedule. Uh, so, yeah, I was training seriously by the age of ten.
0: Were your parents athletes?
1: Uh, my dad played uh, football, and uh, my mom just played recreational, like volleyball. But both, uh, both very much into fitness.
0: And when you say your dad played football, is that uh, American soccer or American football? Canadian. Can- he played, Canadian. He played in
1: yeah in college.
0: Wow, and uh, but the, and that's the one with the pads and stuff, right? Is Canadian football similar to the National Football League? Yes. Yeah. Wow. And 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 you were living where at the time when you lived at the beach? I,
1: I was born and raised in the Cayman Islands, Grand Cayman. How
0: did how did your how did your parents end up there in the Cayman Islands? If he was a football player in Canada,
1: uh, my dad visited the Cayman Islands on vacation, met my mother on a blind date, um, and never moved back. My mom was born and raised in the Cayman Islands.
0: Wow! And you have two other brothers.
1: I do. Younger? Uh, I'm the middle, so one older and one younger. Uh, my older brother was a swimmer as well.
0: Yeah, there's this this picture you have here is crazy. This is um, this is at oh shoot yeah. oh yeah this is at the Olympics, and in in London, and you guys are in in the same race. Is that that's two Frasers? That's your brother down there, right? Three and that's eight.
1: Right. Uh, yep. This is the semifinal of the hundred
0: freestyle. Were your mom and dad there? Yes, <laughs> dude. That's crazy. How uh, do you know any other brothers who competed uh, against each other in, in, in the Olympics?
1: Uh, at the Olympics, the only ones that come to mind, I'm not, I'm not sure if they were in the same uh heat or final, was uh, the Dunford brothers. Uh, who swam at Stanford, and they are from Kenya.
0: Crazy, and and I guess there were those not in swimming, but the um, uh, the rowing event. The Facebook guys, they were brothers, right? Yeah, the Winkle Voss uh, twins. Yeah, and yeah. they did, and they did the rowing. That's right. now how um, how uh, how much of your parents when, when you were swimming at ten? How much of your your swimming was kind of forced by your I have three boys so this is asking for myself how much of it was kind of forced by your parents or or, or really encouraged versus how much of it was you
1: uh, none of it was forced uh, it, it was encouraged um we played different sports tennis track and field rugby uh football soccer um so we did everything but swimming was just one that for reasons that you know I'm not I'm not exactly sure maybe it was because me and my brother both both liked it as much and we shared that and we just were on the same schedule. Uh swimming was the sport that we chose and I saw and heard what it could what it could do and where it could take you and you know I decided to commit to that um from a young age and I wasn't as good as my older brother when I was younger so I got to see with dedication and persistence and um uh success in the sport what that could do for you, and I wanted the same thing I wanted to uh become uh as best of a swimmer that i that I could and see where that took me so my ticket i guess off of the island was to become a good swimmer, go to college uh study, and then you know see what what happened thereafter uh in terms of a professional career in the sport
0: so it could have been anything you could have you could have you think you would have played sports regardless professionally but it could have been track and field it could have been tennis it, you could have actually turned your head and like focused on you could have chased a girl into tennis or into track and I, field
1: I, I think uh the reason why swimming stuck was because because we had on the island we had a re- we had really good and um experienced uh, coaches that came from the u.s mm-hmm. uh to train athletes in the cayman Islands. so i think because of the timing and uh the fortune of just being at the right place at the right time um, we were able to access uh, coaches that developed our talent. Um, well,
0: are you um, are you genetically predisposed to be a good swimmer? Uh, like your your, your yeah. height and your frame and the and the weight your body carries and your muscle to fat ratio and all that shit that you know I'm I'm guessing they determine makes a great swimmer.
1: Yeah, I would say my body is a little. Um, it's unique in the sense where my wingspan is very long for my height. Mm. Uh, relatively. And then, uh, my legs kind of have uh, very, um, they're very flexible at the knees. So these small things, yes, I've noticed over time that, uh, I think they would have given me an advantage just because of how swimmers are, uh, are composed. So, uh, yeah, there are a few, uh, there are a few things on my body where I think it's helped.
0: And you probably would have been great at tennis too. Although maybe it, it's crazy to say this is even a little short for tennis. Um, yeah, interesting that you say tennis and not any other sport. I was, I'm sorry. Oh, my kids play tennis and, the, and my kids are never going to be over five, six, but they're But we play tennis five days a week. We do jiu-jitsu five days. That's why I chose ten When you said you played tennis, I was like, oh, six, two, he could be a pretty good tennis player, especially if you have a long wingspan, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, um, I feel my body's been conditioned, uh, because I've spent so many hours in the pool to the sport of swimming. Mm-hmm. So once I finished, uh, swimming and retired, uh, getting good at ball sports and I was good at strength training just because that's a component to being a good swimmer, but you know, hand-eye coordination was there, but just developing uh, techniques and skills with every other sport took a while um, just because you're so specialized in one.
0: Yeah. How how many, at 10 years old, how many hours a day were you in the pool? On a busy day, I would say like two and a half to three.
2: Mm.
1: A busy day being one day where you have two-a-days, so you're up in the morning an hour and a half. Uh, swim practices for elite swimmers are about two hours long. Uh, and no kind
2: matter,
0: of say that again, sorry.
1: About two hours long, no matter the age. So in your early teenage years, you're, you're swimming for an hour and a half, and then that might be twice a day. And that those two-a-days are two or three times a week, sometimes four.
0: And it's a tough practice, right? It's monotonous. Like I always hear swimmers talk about how they're just looking down at the black line back and forth, back and forth.
1: That's right. Uh, swimming is swimming's not for everyone. Uh, it's a sport where uh, you have to put in your time. you have to put in uh, the effort that it takes in order to uh, develop the technique and, and skill, and then you know just continue to do that over and over and over. Uh, swimming on your own would be really challenging. Uh, so that's why you know swimming in teams, is uh, I would never train on my own. I, I would always have to do a practice with the team, and that makes it difficult uh, for some people because uh, of how monotonous, like you mentioned, is uh, practicing can be. So, mm. yeah, it is one of those sports where you really have to love the sport, uh, love the community, and um, you know just be invested in it
0: is there a drug in um is there a drug specifically for swimming like you know uh, lance it was the, it was the epo in for the bikers or bodybuilders i don't know some sort of steroid is, is there a drug that's like you look around at your swimming buddies and you're like yep he's on that is there one no not to my knowledge okay because um, uh, some of those guys not you i mean you look pretty muscular but some of those guys like michael phelps didn't look like he had a. I mean he looked almost skinny fat his entire career well, you, we can say the same. you can say, say the same thing about Lance. R- uh, r- I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. You think EPO would be a good uh, um, drug? Uh, lung power is important. I guess lung power is important in, in swimming, especially for the longer races.
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure what would be uh, a good enhancement for someone to take, not a doctor, not a medical professional. Um, but for swimming, I can tell you that if you had uh, increased capacity for your lungs – Um, to intake oxygen and the way that your red blood cells used oxygen if if that happened in a more efficient manner I think that would help uh, swimmers succeed um, and improve uh, a lot in their events some strength here and there so if you were to take steroids to improve certain um, movements and uh, allow yourself to be stronger um, in the water that may help as well but um, I think basically lung capacity and use of oxygen, um, if you could optimize and, and, and create efficiencies around that, that would probably be uh, the best for swimmers. Do,
0: do you think that um, drugs are pretty, do you think drugs are everywhere in, um, in the Olympics? You think it's like 50% of the athletes are on it?
1: I think, I think they're prevalent. I mean, I think there are therapies uh, right now that uh, the world anti-doping agency just cannot test for because they're so, they're so far ahead of the curve. And they're not technically illegal because they're not understood or, or known about. Uh, so um, I think, yeah, I, I, I think it's really tough to understand what exactly is going on today because of how fragmented and how fragmented and, and how uh, uh, just kind of dis- disassociated the, the, the testing system is.
0: So let me take another step of this. So to say, the athletic field, especially where there's a lot of money, is absolutely not level. And the reason why it's not level is because there's a lack of transparency around the conversation because of fear of going to jail. Is that
2: is
0: is that a fair statement? Would you agree with that? I fear of going to jail for. Just like um, for, these guys are afraid they're going to go to jail for um, – for, or maybe jail is not the right word. They're afraid they're going to – there's a lack, I, I don't know, for lying about um, being on the drugs or for taking illegal drugs. Let's We could put something else besides uh, going to jail. Afraid of public – complete public ridicule, right?
1: Well, I, I think there are two sides to it. I mean I think some people may take uh, enhancements in order to train. And yeah. they only take them during training in order to get to a level where, okay, I'm good now. I don't need to take them anymore. I have uh, I have the results that I was looking for. And they continue to train and they're clean, but they're not fully clean because they've taken something at some point in time. I think this is what has happened or is happening. Uh, the use of enhancements in competition where it's not allowed right now, mm. uh, it's, it's a little more rare, but I think the enhancement happens before uh, the mm. test Begins, or before the time frame where athletes are eligible to be uh, caught.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't like the situation. I'm, I'm a big. I don't like putting people in situations where they have to lie, where they just overtly are going to lie. You're going to take these people oh. who are, like you, like yourself, who've been training since they've been, you know, one to eighteen to get to their sport. And then now you're going to put them in a situation – I mean their whole life is dedicated to this, and you're going to put them in a situation where they know other people around them are taking things to get that edge. And then you're asking them to basically – basically all but asking them to cheat while trying to hunt them down.
1: There's a lot of pressure on a lot of different athletes by a lot of different people in order to perform and athletes yes. uh, having basically no other option, uh, they have to perform. And because of that pressure, they're willing to do whatever it takes uh, to make it happen. Um, if athletes don't perform, then kind of their lives fall apart. If they don't win uh, they don't really have a major financial incentive as well, which is something we're trying to solve that we're trying to you know, create um a base compensation package for athletes who are ranked at a certain level. Uh, the prize money that we're building into uh, the events is is also substantial. So athletes right now kind of are in a, in a predicament where if they don't perform, they have, they have less or nothing, but if yeah. they do perform, they have something, but that something's not enough for them to live a comfortable, uh, you know, fulfilling life after being the, the best or one of the best in the world.
0: And that's another thing that the Enhanced Games hope to do, increase the, the prize money, the, the, the lucrativeness yep. of competition. That's right, substantially. Uh, jail, clock, jail is the right word in a lot of European countries. Doping is illegal in France, Spain, and many others. Okay, so some places you go to jail. Maybe some, there's probably a country where they cut your hands off too. There might be. <laughs> right. Uh, Brett, when you're, uh, you go to the Olympics in 2008, when, when did you start having like Olympic um, aspirations when did you be like, oh shit, this could happen? Probably at, I would say, probably at summer camp, swimming summer camp, and like when I was like
1: 10 or 11. Um, wow, early. Yeah, we had Olympians that would come in, to teach us uh, technique, whole technique workshops, and uh, we kind of swim along uh, USA Olympians. And that for me was a really, that was the motivating, motivating factor for me to, you know, I want, I want to make it to the Olympics. We got the whole gold medals and uh, just interact mm-hmm. with Olympians. Uh, which I think was was great and really um, allowed me to paint a vision for myself of where I wanted to go. However, uh, I understood this was a very formidable uh, goal and, 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 a, and a major achievement. So it wasn't probably until I was like 16 or 17 where I started to take it seriously and uh, understood how much more work I would continue to have to do in order to, to make it happen in 2008, which I was relatively uh, young for a swimmer um, to compete at the Olympics at 18.
0: Did you, in what, 2008, so I guess, I guess the internet was, was, was alive. It was, it was just kind of getting going.
1: Yeah, um in Instagram, but uh, I think there was, you know, a, a light version of YouTube. Uh, but yeah. But still, you know, journalists covering uh, stories that are going to mass media.
0: And you probably, at that, where I was going to go with this is in 2008, I, I, Like now I could go online and fucking get any drug I want. I don't don't know anyone who was doing that shit in 2008, like going online and just ordering drugs and having them sent to their house. But did did you ever consider, hey, what advantages can I get? Did you ever consider going online? I mean, I guess you couldn't do it. Did you ever think were you ever approached by anyone? Hey, you need to do this illegally to go to the Olympics?
1: No, I was not approached by anyone. And I didn't really have a desire uh, to kind of enhance my body at the time. I wanted to be a natural athlete and I chose uh, to be a natural athlete. And uh, I think a hypo- hypothetical scenario scenario uh, would be is towards the end of my career, if I was um, hitting a plateau or became stagnant in my training and uh, competition, it would be good to understand uh, from um, medical professionals what could be, you know, what could help me continue to to improve and, ex- and, and excel and, and perform, you know, at a at, in a more powerful manner. Um, but back in the day when I was young, I didn't, you know, it was just all the the natural stuff, but the natural stuff I'm describing as, you know, like a creatine, the BCAA is, uh, uh, so, you know, it's, it's the, I, I abided by all of water's rules and took only what was allowed, but, you know, who gets to say what's allowed and what's not allowed? Why is creatine allowed? Um, why are certain substances on the band list? Why are certain substances not on the band list? So it's, um, you know, it's, there's a, there's a lot of ambiguity between, um, what is, and what isn't
0: when, after the 2008 Olympics, were you, were you like, Oh my God, I made it. This is great. Or was there a disappointment, you know?
1: No, it was not a disappointment. I made it there. i awesome. the time there. Uh, I went back and I said in four years, I want to be, uh, performing or competing at the Olympics in a much different way than I went to my first time. It was very motivating. Uh, you got to swim among the best in the world. You got to be among the best athletes uh, in the world. And I went back to college and put my head down uh, for four years and understood what I wanted to do uh, at the the London Games.
0: How close were you to not qualifying in 2012? Was it competitive getting out, getting uh, to represent your country?
1: Uh, it's always competitive, but I was I was fully qualified to the highest standard. Um, while my country didn't hold Olympic trials uh, because we're we're too small, we don't have uh, that many athletes. I had to qualify to an international standard, which was the the FINA A cut. FINA is the governing body for swimming. Um, basically, if you have an A cut uh, in in your event, you're automatically uh, allowed to participate. If you have a B standard, um, that means that's conditional, and you have to wait to see how many people, if ah. how many people swim fast swim faster than you do. And what that ranking is and then at a time which is about a month a month and a half or a month before the olympics they release who from the b standards are going but uh if you have an a standard you're automatically going and it it's a rule of thumb basically an a standard means you're about top 15 to 20 in the world depending
0: on the event and you went in with the a standard correct oh badass and and so you go to 2012 olympics and now you're you're 22 yes and and how was that one was that one um satisfying very satisfying uh
1: i you know as any athlete as they go about their career competition yes the olympics is the biggest competition it's the stage where you have to perform it's where the most pressure is it has the most prestige everyone's going to be watching but the lead-up competition to this also give you that environment to practice in so i knew that once the olympics came back around again I needed to treat it like it was the most important business meeting in my entire life. So I used every single competition in college and internationally, uh, world championships, Commonwealth games, um, uh, to continue to kind of refine my race racing skills. So once the uh, Olympics came back around with the training that I had put in and where I've developed my body and and, and training to be, I'd be ready to go. So um, like anything that, someone becomes really good at, it takes a lot of practice. So that's what um, I understood that I needed to kind of master uh, well before 2012 uh, in order to perform there without, you know, without, uh, for me, that's the type of fresh preparation that I wanted to to take on before the game. So uh, I felt very prepared going into, into London.
0: How many races did you do in 2008? One. And how many races did you do in 2012? Three. So you got in the water three times in 2012.
1: More than three if you count the uh, semifinals.
0: Wow. Congratulations. Holy shit. And and then and then nine years later, you went again to the Olympics? Did when yeah. you were done in 2012, did you were you kind of like bye and like kiss the ground and kiss the pool and then
1: bye, bye. I was done. Yeah. I didn't want to smoke chlorine or see a pool again. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, was kind of like, you know, very thankful for the experiences and the and the network and and the, you know, everything that swimming had gotten gotten me up until that's thus far. So I was just, you know, I had done it since such a young age, and I was just ready to be ready to have some distance from the sport. Um, so moved up to New York, got a job, worked in finance, did the, you know, kind of regular uh, thing, um, and.
0: That left was the cool. Cayman Islands to go to New York.
1: Well, I left the Cayman Islands to go to Gainesville, Florida, to the University of Florida when I was. Okay.
0: Oh, right, right. Like okay. I saw that on your
1: wiki. I yep. Work. So, and then after that, after I retired, I, I moved up to New York and kind of started life. Uh, over. Um, got a you know a job in finance and uh, just worked. Just wanted you know a ready a a steady regular regular lifestyle. Um, yeah. I have always missed competition and uh, sports swimming training. Sometimes training is really tough, so uh, I have you know varying, uh, very uh, it varies from time to time whether I you know want to train for swimming or not. But competing, competing, I would always want to compete, and that's what I missed about swimming. And when I figured the time was right or there was another opportunity coming up, um, I considered competing in the Rio Olympics. But my heart wasn't in the sport, um, and it was very clear at that time. So I decided, you know, let's just continue to work, and I guess there would be one more chance uh, to swim at the Olympics if if it came up, which would be in 2020. And uh, 2019, um, I kind of toyed with the idea, and uh, in the middle of 20 in the middle of the year in 2019, I decided to uh, jump in, get back into training, and uh, give Tokyo a, a a real shot. Which uh, I didn't win a medal in 2012, but that was the plan. Uh, In order to go back and train for another Olympics, uh, the goal here is to win a gold medal. Um, So mentally and physically, I maintained uh, my strengths uh, while I wasn't swimming during the uh, seven, eight years um, where London Olympics and Rio Olympics um, in between those. So it wasn't too hard to get back into swimming shape. I mean, once you build the technique and once you master the technique of swimming it's really hard to forget and i maintained that over the years and when i was ready to get back into full swing training it took about two or three months to get back up to speed and then improve
0: um so 2008 2012 you go to the olympics you take some time off was there ever what was the longest you didn't go into the pool did you ever go a year without swimming
1: between that time period yeah years without
0: ever going into a pool period
1: I mean, going into a pool, but not like going in for exercise, not moving my body like I would uh, during during a during training. Like, like
0: what? Like just like how I go into a pool, like at a hotel with a margarita in my hand.
1: <laughs> Similar. I mean, I, I jump into a pool and people are always like, "You know, let's you swim, let's race." I'm like, "Not right now. I'm I'm, I'm done." Like I kind of just want to enjoy trying to be in, in chlorine without uh, uh, too many memories. Um, <laughs> but yeah, years went by. I. I would say you know there was at least one full year, 365 days, where uh, I did not touch the water or was uh, was in the water for exercise.
0: When when you go to the first Olympics and you only get to get in the pool once, are you disappointed? You're like, fuck, this is bullshit. I worked so hard. I only got to go in the pool once. They should let they should let me go in at least three times. People work uh, so hard to get here.
1: No, I mean I understood that going to the Olympics, you have to. In in certain events, uh, it's it's semifinal, it's prelims, semifinals, finals. Which uh, I swam the two hundred backstroke in um, Beijing, so it would have been three. I understood that you have to be good in prelims, you have to be good in semifinals, and you have to be the best in finals. So coming in at such a young age, I was just happy to be there. Um, I wanted to obviously perform as best as I could, but it was unrealistic given the age and where it was at the time uh, to perform. Um, you know, ex- with, with ex- exceeding, exceeding the un- unrealistic expectations. I was very happy with, with what I was able to accomplish in 2008.
0: Okay. So uh, pardon me while I talk to my um friends for a second in the chat, listen, see, he's not a pussy. Just quick complaining about the cuts. Uh, clock date cut. Uh, the cuts conversation has been going on for more than a week in the CF space, and seems to me like it won't stop anytime soon. Listen, the cuts are fine. The, uh, I cover the CrossFit Games quite thoroughly, and the CrossFit Games are coming up, and people are upset yep. that there's going to be cuts. And there's going to be meaning, cuts, meaning that people are getting uh, they're trimming down the roster. Yes, sir. So, so uh, forty men will show up, and forty women. They'll do, and no one knows. There's the. the Number of events, but we're speculating, though, there will be six events and then the bottom 10 will get sent to the beer garden and then there'll be another six events and then uh, the next bottom 20 percent will get sent to the beer garden and then we'll finish the last, you know, whatever, you know, what however many events there are with just the 10 best or 20 best guys. And I think that's fine, but people are always making like these emotional appeals. Oh, they work so hard to get there. We're not really going to find out who the best is. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I mean, That's it's competition at the end of the day. I mean, numbers yeah. don't lie. So, pretty simple. Good morning, Blade. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, 1.75 speed. That's fine. Slow it down a little bit. 1.5, 1.5. I don't want you to miss anything. And then, so, so one time in the pool to four times in the pool to in 2021, 20, you actually are, think you're going to get a medal. Or, isn't is, Does anyone ever kind of try to dash your dreams? They're like, hey, dude you already made it once to the Olympics or dude, you're too old. 2021. Are you crazy? Or your people I in the year? People, people
1: will have opinions about everything. People will talk about everything as long as humans are around They're, you know, human topic. Uh, and anyone that's trying to do something that goes against the status quo or that is bold, I think will always be talked about. I had no problem um, continuing to do what it is that I wanted to do. Cause I was doing yeah. this for myself, not everyone else. Uh, So if this is something that I wanted to do, it's going to happen. And uh, if other people in my country benefit from the success I'm I'm able to achieve, then then that's great. Um, But I'm not doing it for people that are, you know, continuing, continuously trying to downplay your uh, aspirations. Um, After making the semifinal in two events at the London Games, um, I wanted to make a final and I wanted to give myself a shot at winning a medal. And that's why I went back uh, to Tokyo. I thought it was going to be done after London, but because, um, there was just the right confluence of events, uh, right before 2020, I decided to jump back in the pool and uh, give myself that shot that, um, that I wanted. And then the pandemic happened, uh, you know, another wrench in the system where, uh, my training got interrupted because of the pandemic, like everyone's lives uh, did as well. So, um, I was very confident going into the games that, uh, the event of focus, which was the hundred meter freestyle, I would have been able to give myself that chance. Um, should have, should things have, uh, you know, gone differently with the, with the pandemic.
0: It's kind of funny too. They did a uh, experimental drug test on the entire planet earth. They forced my kid, my kids aren't allowed to attend school unless they take 76 shots. And yet you're worried about grown ass adults, uh, taking some performance enhancing drugs and wanting to get together and compete and see what uh, human beings are actually capable of. It's fucking mind boggling. And I bet you, I bet you the people who are most against it are those people who insist my kids uh, take um, untested, untried, untrue drugs in order to attend uh, school.
1: It's, it's also just shocking to me what, what medications are allowed to be taken in competition right now. You can take pretty much any opioid you can take. Uh, you can. Uh, um, I don't. I don't believe opioids are, are banned uh, out of competition. I need to double check if they're if they're banned in competition, but I'm um, I'm pretty sure they're not. So uh, it's interesting to see you know teenagers being prescribed these concentration medications that have amphetamines in them uh, with no long term um, um, studies. Uh, so it's it's kind of backwards and it's very misaligned with you know athletes. You're allowed to take this, and not allowed to take that. Some athletes have uh, their Therapeutic use exemptions where they can, they are allowed to take what others can't as well.
0: Cra- crazy. Um, how, how did you end up doing in 2021?
1: I, so I swam the 50 meter freestyle. I was originally going to swim the 100 and the 50 with a focus on the 100. Um, I think I placed, I didn't make the semifinal. I think I placed 24th or between 24th and 30. Can't remember exactly, but, uh, once they delayed the Olympics, I knew it was going to be a, a whole different game because the setup that I had going into uh, when the original date was scheduled for Tokyo was a whole different training environment that I had to, um, that I had to continue to, uh, to, to support for that year um, of the delay.
2: But
0: you did have the goal to win a medal and you didn't have that goal the first two times you went?
1: i had that goal the second time that i went the first time that i went was the mindset that i had um however being realistic and understanding where i was in my training was i knew it likely wasn't going to happen uh at that time but in the next four years when i came back as a 22 year old um the tools that i had access to i knew that having being in training with other olympic gold medalists every single day there's no reason why i shouldn't be able to develop uh, these skills on my own and in four years come back and uh, try to make that, that shot out of metal happen.
0: You, do you play pickleball?
1: Uh, I've played pickleball, I think, once <laughs> or twice, yeah.
0: And, and where are you living now, Brett?
1: I'm um, in Miami, Florida.
0: Oh, okay. And is it, this uh, this guy, Aaron, uh, is it D'Souza or Aaron Souza? Aaron D'Souza. D'Souza. Is he related to Dinesh by any chance? I don't believe so. Okay. Do you know who that is, Dinesh D'Souza? Yes. The, the filmmaker? Okay. Um and um Aaron Aaron doesn't neither you or Aaron look like you are partaking in um any um chemical enhancements. I mean I, for all I know maybe you're like me and you're taking some um uh peptides BPC one five seven in your arm but um do you, what is Aaron's the founder of the enhanced games? That's correct. And do you, what is his um inspiration, his motivation?
1: Uh, Aaron's very good at solving problems, and I think he understands that the the current setup of the IOC and how uh, the Olympics are run is an inefficient, corrupt, uh, misaligned um, organization that doesn't that basically exploits athletes um, and you know feeds those at the top in the management on the management side of things and athletes who sacrifice their entire lives and careers. Uh, to be the best in the world, you know, benefit for that. So this is a problem solve, and uh, Aaron's really good at um, identifying where uh, corrections need to need to happen, um, no matter how controversial they are, and then creating solutions and, and solving those problems.
0: What's what's his sport? What's he play?
1: I think Aaron played uh, rugby formerly. Oh no shit! A, he's an avid sports fan as well. So you know, it's it, it doesn't. It's not to say that you know someone from the outside. Uh, it, it actually might be better from someone you know who isn't intimately involved with sports to come in, diagnose the problem, mm. bring a fresh perspective uh, in, into a field where you know they have understanding of, but um, need to gain further understanding. I think that's a really good way to approach uh, solving problems. It brings in fresh, fresh perspective and um, ideas and thoughts and um, efficiencies that uh, those who are you know steeped in or having um, you know just intimate involvement uh, for too long. Um, you know, overlook.
0: Yeah, I, I hear hear in one of the interviews, um, he said that he would like to compete also in the enhanced games. Was that in rugby? Uh, we're not having rugby at the enhanced games, but I
1: think I think he just meant to say like this is going to be an exciting uh, venture, and uh, you know, given the right circumstances, he'd be willing to uh, compete himself.
0: Would you compete?
1: Uh, I haven't considered it. Um, I would you know, I'd love to see, I'd love to get the first games to a uh, level where it's, it's, uh, you know, a lot of entertainment value. People are watching uh, and and we've really created something here. I haven't thought about competing. I still do love to compete. However, um, at this point of my career, I think building a better model for athletes is, is what I'm most passionate about um, over competing.
0: And, and, and you don't have to be enhanced to compete either. It's not even, it's, it's not the right anyone can go there you don't have to be enhanced you can be like hey i want to go against these guys who are enhanced and show them that you don't have to be enhanced and you can go compete there that's exactly correct and that's what uh,
1: i'm very excited to see i mean because of the financial incentives uh i i really want to see natural athletes come to the enhanced games and develop a much more competitive uh uh, competition environment because if you have natural athletes who are the best in the world that will still go back to compete at the olympics and then you have Wave of athletes that are competing against the best in the world, then that I think allows for um, greater competition and, and a much more competitive environment, which develops sports, develops competition. Um, so yeah, uh, non, non-enhanced athletes are welcome. Natural athletes are, are very much encouraged uh, to part to participate. And I think uh, for natural athletes to beat enhanced athletes um, initially, that's you know kind of that that says something as well to you know our enhancements. The right way to approach sports
0: do you did you um h- how did you meet uh, Aaron
1: Aaron and I met uh during the pandemic down in South Florida about three years ago
0: just uh, like at a Starbucks or was it a, a meeting set up were you applying for a job or was it just a random
1: no we have uh, I think our networks uh our networks kind of collided a few times and uh just at events or Uh, dinners we kind of came into contact with each other kept in touch and uh yeah figured out you know how we can how we can help each other and just built started building a a relationship and uh, he approached me with this idea about seven eight months ago and we thought a lot about it since and uh yeah i think this is this is something that uh, the world uh, could use and um athletes
0: could use as well. And. Do you know about his um, litigation with Gawker? Yes. What an incredible story, right? When I saw that, I, I just saw that yesterday on his bio on the Enhanced Games uh, website. Um, it's it's on the our our team's uh, leadership page, and uh, this is incredible. Have you ever have you ever got to sit down with him and him just like tell you? Uh, here he is, right here, guys, on the left hand side, uh, Dr. Aaron De Souza, PhD. Um, what's he a phd in you know Uh,
1: his phd comes from um from his studies at oxford
0: oh in law in law he's oh in intellectual property law holy shit smarty pants uh led peter thiel's successful litigation against gawker media involving the wrestler hulk hogan what a fascinating um case have you ever just got to sit down and hear like the three-hour version of that
1: yeah, I have uh it's a really interesting story. I think they're making a movie about it. Uh that's set to re- set to release um soon. So, you know, it's a pretty big deal and uh that is a very interesting story and I encourage um, you know, people to 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 read it because it is it is uh certainly certainly interesting.
0: Yeah, what it be it, it, my my take of the story is is Peter was dating this dude and gawker outed this dude for being gay and peter's like dude the guy hasn't even fucking told his parents yet what are you assholes doing and so then later on um gawker did, released a sex tape of hulk hogan and and peter's like called hulk up and is like yo these assholes fuck with me i got your back if you want to go to war with them and hulk's like yeah, yeah. and then peter fucking got aaron in the gang to beat gawker down for uh outing hulk hogan like they outed his homeboy is that yeah, that's I, mean.
1: I think that's, yeah, that's correct. I think that was, you know, the, if, if anyone, you know, respects their privacy and someone violates that, I think any natural, any natural person would do that.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with it. I don't have, I, I I think it's, I think it's awesome. I th- I think it's, um, I think it's awesome. God, they're going to be, when is that movie coming out? Is, is it actually in production? I think it's in production right now. Um, the name of it, I'm not sure, but I think if you
1: Google, you know, Gawker litigation movie, there might be some pieces that come up online.
0: God, that's awesome. I would love to hear Aaron must have some fascinating, hilarious, and very tense uh, stories. And Hogan, that, did that, that put Gawker out of business, right? It did, yes. Yeah, it was the nail in the coffin for him. Don't that's fuck right. with the guy who has a billion dollars uh, sitting in a temple in San Francisco. He will fuck you up. <laughs> Crazy. And 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 Hogan did good. He he got out of it good, right?
1: Yeah, it was a win win uh for everyone except Cocker.
0: Yeah, for flapping their jaw. That's right. Yeah, nuts. Um, hey, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on. If there are any athletes um that I can help promote, if you ever want to come on again and, and um talk about the events, where it's gonna be, um I, I'd love to talk to you. It's it's a really cool uh project you're embarking on. Um, there, there are two things, um, if I could just give just a tiny bit of feedback. There was an interview that Aaron said, um, uh, science is about peer-reviewed evidence. I would just like to encourage Aaron to look into that because it's actually peer-reviewed evidence is, has nothing to do with science. It's actually the downfall of science. The, I, I think and he was in a pressure situation, but um, science is about a predictive value. And unfortunately, um, peer-reviewed science is what's destroyed science. It's why we ended up with uh, the so-called pandemic. It's why there's an FBI thing saying that – these 50 FBI guys saying that someone's guilty and then everyone believes it. Peer review is like – is a popularity contest. It's what got – it's what what actually started the slave trade, started the Jewish uh, Holocaust, started the Armenian genocide, started the witch hunts in Salem. Peer review is just Horrible. And, and 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 so I, I would just like to um, I would just like him to 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 rethink that line of of what science is, and then also on your guys's website there's some I th- see some woke stuff on there that I just don't think is necessary. I, I don't think that you guys need to pull in the the race card into into this. It, it kind of Rubs me the wrong way a little bit. But yeah, that's that's we,
1: we really appreciate appreciate the feedback. If uh, if you don't mind, just you know <laughs> sending, sending me a short note so that we can uh, you know acknowledge this and uh, continuing to refine our our, our, our model and, and how we look uh, appearance online. Um, we do appreciate your, your support and uh, would love Always. to do you more know, podca- podcasts uh, with you as as we continue to build uh, build out the company.
0: Awesome. Hey, pleasure to meet uh, an, an overachiever and such a fantastic human being like yourself. And please tell Aaron uh, thank you for what he's doing, and I look forward to crossing paths uh, with you guys again.
1: Thanks so much, Savon. Great talking to you. Uh,
0: we'll speak soon. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. Sevy, you're welcome to come back. First, let me go hard and um, ass-pound you. <laughs> well, I just I, – I just, um, I'm thorough in my investigation, and I just didn't like those two. There's, there's a, a, some woke shit on there that's fucking completely preposterous that they don't need to talk about, and, and peer review as a benchmark for science's idiocy, complete idiocy. Uh, nice job uh, standing your ground, Sevi. Thank you. Finally. Good. Thank you. Look at uh, – why is – for every three negative comments, there's finally someone who's like, good job, Sevi. Thank you. Uh he switched to corporate mode at the end there. Well, he was he was vacillating back and forth, which I kind of like. Like when we talked about his Olympics, he he like he used a different voice as opposed to when we talked about the um, enhanced games. I'm really excited for him and Aaron. What a fun project. Fucking badass. Dude, how about yesterday with Abigail Domit? Oh my goodness. I was I was I was ready to abandon that. With that, with our connection. It was driving me nuts. Uh, Heidi, stop, stop. So nice to quick to burn a bridge right before he left. I wasn't burning a bridge. I was, I was, um, I was, um, I wasn't burning a bridge. I was just, I just wanted him to know. You can't, if you're going to come on here with the woke shit. You, I'm going to probably have to mention it to you if it's on your, no, nah, that's not true. I've seen it on other people's sites, but I really liked this guy. I wouldn't give him the feedback if I didn't like him. <laughs> Uh Vittorio. <laughs> about time you stand up uh to a guest about something you believe sevy way to stop being a bitch. Great. Dickhead. Fuck. I hope you fall off that rope. <sighs> oh, glad you stuck the donut interview out. I know, me too. I really like her. There's something like um She's like playing Jane and hot at the same time. And she's like uh she's like a woman and like a little kid at the same time. She's always smiling like a little kid. Like she always like there's something like a little mischievous about her, but fun and cool, lighthearted. She's cool. We've so uh I I, I probably will say this to you guys like twenty times. I apologize. Some of you are gonna get tired of hearing it, but If there's anyone who needs to be on the podcast between now and the games and they're an individual athlete or an individual athlete's coach even, I don't know if I can say that. I better ask Susa. You should reach out to me if you want to be on the show. I think I've reached out to everyone. I meant to reach out to everyone. Um, I meant to reach out to everyone. The only person I haven't reached directly, the only person I haven't reached out to directly is um, uh, Katrin. And I would love to have her on too, but I'm just trying to be sensitive. And there is a chance, and, and there's a couple reasons why I'm doing this. I would have done this anyway, but I'm really pushing this because I suspect there's a chance that the behind-the-scenes might be going down this year. And I want, I want to, to, to test the waters with every single person. I've tried to get uh, Clarence Kennedy on. Uh, you sent me one last night did you text me Philip or um right now I'm just doing individual athletes and 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 maybe their coaches i, I that's a good um i do I've I've never had Carolyn Lambre on the show and I am super excited about having her on uh, let me see if uh I think Suuza's the nine two five number I should just put his phone number in this phone. <laughs> Of course my phone's fucked up of course let me see if we can do no it's not it's not about being a baby oh what happened to can you guys hear the phone is it ringing oh there we go no, no answer. Uh no. Uh Sevon S- 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 quit being a baby. Just message her. What if she's waiting for you to hit her up instead of going through a queue? No, it's not it's it's not like that, I don't think. I'm not being a baby. I'm um I'm not being a baby. I'm not being a baby. I would take it. If I was, I think I would take it. It's not that. I'm j I'm trying to be um There's some t- – I'm trying to s- – uh, god, what's the re- – I'm trying not to – I'm trying to stay – this isn't a good metaphor. This is going to be taken wrong, but I'm just trying to stand in line. You know, there's a cue, and I'm trying to stand in it. But it's not really that there's a line. It's just that there should be a, a – there should be a – I believe there should be a sensitivity to that – Um. I believe there should be a sensitivity to it. Uh, wh- uh, what is Melissa saying, Caroline? Uh, I mean, I didn't see what she wrote before that. There, I, I, I did um, reach Caroline Stanley. Is I think getting uh, scheduled today, if that's who you're talking about. I could ask. I didn't ask Fraser on. I could ask Fraser on. Right now we're so packed. Do you think I should ask Fraser on? I could text Matt now. That's actually not a bad idea. I didn't even think of that. Uh, Fraser, um, uh, is, um, is it, is Matt Fraser with one T or two T's? I don't know. Fuck this up. But I think, I think it's one. Oh, shit. I went to a Matt Fraser with 130 followers. That can't be our Matt, right? Isn't it trippy that that guy's name is Brett Fraser? I can't even find Matt Fraser on, on Instagram. M Is it Matthew Fraser? Oh, Matthew Fraser. Holy shit. Matt has 2.4 million followers. My goodness. Um, wow, his... Wow, this is a – his Instagram is – look at this. I wonder how much it costs to, like, get one of these spots. Like, Go Wad, Athletic Brew, Bean, Fitter. Oh, he's got more even. Levels, Metcon. Oh, This Old Barn. I did watch that whole series, This Old Barn. That thing was amazing. Okay, one T. Matt. Um, we'd love to have you on the podcast. It's weird that I've never been on a text thread with him and Souza. There were no. Oh, here we go. Um, oh, here we go. Hey. 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 Caden Mav, Mavity. Philip. why would I have that guy on? Did that guy qualify for the games? I don't recognize that I think name. That
2: kid's a, I think that guy's a minor.
0: Yeah, dude. I said, uh, you have to... Here's the, pro, here's the problem. We have so many... <laughs> we're trying to do like 80 interviews in the next two weeks. It's fucking absolutely nuts. Um. So... Um, <laughs> There's no like Caden Mavities. There's no room for Caden Mavities. Sorry, sorry. But yeah, sorry, not send, a lot of yeah. Send me that. Um, send me that after the games. Hey, um, uh, what about coaches? I just sent Matt Fraser a text. What are, and we got Carolyn Lambrey, yeah. but I was also thinking about Adam Knifer. Uh,
2: yeah, we should get them all loaded up. I think so. We got another. Uh, we just got Jay scheduled as oh. well. And then we have two more lines in the water. We got Paige Semenza and um Caroline Stanley.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Who who will be scheduled. And there's still a handful of slots. So I, that's a great idea. I think maybe Adam or Ben Smith. Oh, Ben, okay. Frazier, if we get him. Um, who else? We already had Torres Cotler recently. Oh, okay, that's right. That's right. Um, okay, so
0: we have been doing some coaches. We could also do uh
2: try to get El Hajj. Oh, Hajj, Yeah. Max would be great. Yeah. So Ben, Max, Adam, Frazier. That'd be awesome. Okay.
0: We could get Shane, Shane, then, we could get oh, Shane Toomey on too, maybe. Yeah. 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 Good,
2: get, get Shane. Get That'd Shane. be great. All right.
0: Is Kalipa coaching? Look, look at, look at, Shane. is Kalipa coaching? No. What What's wrong with you guys? Are you guys not, don't, are don't participate in the conversation. <laughs> Everyone stop.
2: Christ. <laughs> Hey, what? How do you think?
0: How do you think that went? With Brett, Brett. It was good. It got squirrely just uh, once or twice. I I don't think he liked the fact that I like Nigerians over Canadians.
2: I don't think so either. And then I don't know if he was fond of your uh, feedback there at the end.
0: (laughs) I hate. There's some woke shit on there. Was annoying the fuck out of me. They're basically saying that the word doping is racist. It's like fuck off.
2: Oh, just fuck off. Oh my
0: god. (laughs) <laughs> but but that guy Suze, is a beast, dude. Anyone who would litigate that that Gawker story is fascinating to me. Peter Thiel's a such a beast. Oh, yeah. We need to
2: get him on just to break that down.
0: Yeah, Aaron would be awesome to have on. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Story. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You yeah fucking, that would be a good
0: one. Yeah. That's what um that's what I kind of got in trouble with because I was suggest I, I had postulated that someone was I guess you have to be really sensitive about people's sexuality. Like outing them. Oh. But definitely oh, you can't oh. definitely can't yeah anyway, um, so yeah so then Hulk Hogan uh, that that do you know the story?
2: No, I mean just from what I heard. You there's know, five there's minutes
0: ago when he there's just some radio him. DJ on the East Coast. His name's Bubba the Love Sponge, and he
2: he let <laughs> I I think
0: I think he let Hogan fuck his wife, bang his wife, and then there was a video okay. got out of it and then so peter thiel said hey i'll help you sue gawker and i want to say it got like upwards of 300 million dollars the decision wow and put gawker out of business and made hogan rich
2: how does that work like did that guy even have that much money to pay them or did that just basically financially ruin it so they can't do shit anymore
0: that great question i don't know how that you works. know like you sue me for $5
2: million or you sue me for $100 million If you can't
0: pay it, what happens? Hey, uh, G's Louise says you should have told him you identify as black. You don't get it. I don't identify as black. I am black and game-recognized game. He knew it. He'd, I don't need to tell does him. G's
2: Louise, does G's Louise realize the racial undertones
0: and not coming alone? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm kind of offended ridiculous. by that. Can you imagine You should be. asking a black no, guy if he identifies as black?
2: You're
0: Asshole. just trying to
2: live out your truth. Just try to live out your truth.
0: Douche. So, um... I can't, have, you, like, a, I can't, can't have a retail experience without being concerned that someone thinks I'm stealing. I finally realized that about myself at 51. The retail experience <laughs> to me as a black man is fucking atrocious.
2: And I want you but, to know that but that's I do not in you way anyway that- your fault
0: no it is my fault it's not your fault no it actually is it's not your fault I am actually so I'm adva- I'm advanced for my um, situation I do realize it's between my ears that is a good thing I take um, responsibility uh, it.
2: it's cool right that's weird because I would feel like then you might be able to have some level of control over it
0: I'm trying I'm trying for wow. acknowledgement first that's acknowledge nice. it first acknowledge it
2: yeah yeah acknowledgement is the, is the first step
0: is Nick Matthew coming on I don't think we've heard back from Nick
2: no, there's a handful of them that haven't got
0: back yet. Yet, Heidi says that's because and- you're stealing. I don't know why that matters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not stealing. It's under a thousand dollars. Yeah, come on, Heidi. This is California. What does that matter? Get it together.
0: All right. Yeah, I thought that went good. I thought I thought that I, I, yeah. I was a little concerned that that guy didn't know what he was going to be getting himself into, but he handled. I thought he handled. I thought fucking Brett was awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: he handled himself very well. He's media trained for sure. Um, so, tomorrow. I mean
2: that in a good way.
0: I took it in a good way. Do we have anyone on tonight? Negative. So, tomorrow, Carolyn Lambre, Man in Anganese, Alex Gazan, Saher Kai, Rebecca Vittison. The next yep. day, Bronislavski, Spencer Panchik, mm-hmm. Jelly, Jelly Hosty. Taylor and the JR mm-hmm. Show, Arthur Semenoff, Kelly Baker, Shelby Neal, Ariel Lowen. Oh, we got Shelby Neal? Mm-hmm. God, she's cool as shit. I can't believe we
2: got her. That's dope. Yeah, we have like 27 of them in total. I'm including the three we did yesterday in Henrik in that number.
0: Okay. Oh, we got Paige Powers. Yep. Jay Crouch, Luke Emily Parker. Rolfe. Oh, my God, Tuesday's gonna, Tuesday night's going to be crazy. I'm really looking forward Will to Emily Rolfe. Oh, Will at old school. Luke Parker, yeah, I saw him. James Sprague. Wow. Oh, my God,
2: Saturday.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. Saturday night's the Gaethje uh, Poirier fight. Not this Saturday, the following Saturday. That's going to be conflict of interest for sure that night.
2: Why do we have people Saturday night?
0: No, but I'm sure we're gonna need them.
2: Yeah, because we're running out of slots. If you look, there's probably five more slots left inside our normal scheduling windows, and we have at least six or seven. And I'm carrying something, so don't people make weird comments on uh, voices ah, like this. So huh. they all get. Yeah, hey, yeah.
0: Hey, you know yeah. how there's you know how there's a Greg Glassman in our comments.
2: Yes.
0: Well you know what's so in funny? Dave Dastro. The, so yeah, so that there's people who are telling people that they you, you saw that, right? There's people who are no, telling what? there's people who are telling people that Greg and Sevon and Dave are in the comments of the show. And there's people lots like <laughs> people, significant people in the community believing it.
2: <laughs> it's been peer reviewed.
0: Yeah, that is what peer review is. It's fucking hilarious.
2: Yeah, we saw it. Everybody agreed. Reviewed it. Be reviewed. It's not.
0: E- it's not even Dave Castro. It's Cave Castro.
2: Cave
0: Dastro. Oh, Dastro. Oh shit. See, it's idiots like me that can't read. That's why it's all fucked up. And look, Greg Glassman just history. switched the G's around too. The same as <laughs> Dave. Dave uh, Cave Dastro. Switch he
2: <laughs> switched the G's.
0: Glassman switched the G's.
2: All right. Hilarious. All right. I gotta tell you
0: about this it's diet. I, I, this diet I'm doing.
2: Oh boy, why? Why the diet?
0: What's going on? I'm trying to look good for the game. I'm trying to get my shit together. I'm trying to like fit into all my clothes that I want to wear. Oh yeah, you gonna pop the top while you're out there? No. No. Oh okay. I just don't want to be pulling my. Well, you know, like that. You know, you can't see it, but there's this thing where people where you pull your shirt off your, your stomach all the time, if you got it like a fupa. It's so, not like I'm trying to lose my fupa, so like, I, I don't have to do this off my sweaty gut the whole time I'm working. And I'm going to be wearing these leather straps, and it's going like, to suck my shirt down to me. And like I don't wanna, I, I, just, I just don't want to... You know, everyone just looks at everyone and makes a quick assessment. And I just want it to be, he's old and short, not he's old and short and fat.
2: Ah, uh, yes. You
0: know what okay. I mean? I'm trying to mitigate the da- where I can the damages. Right. The damages. Yeah. So
2: what's
0: the diet? I don't want to tell you. It's you, I'll tell you what the diet is. I heard a CrossFit athlete real recently talking about they haven't they had they knew they had an eating disorder when they did this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh shit, that's what I'm doing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well I'm like, fuck. Let's hope it doesn't turn into anything more, huh?
0: I don't want to lose weight too fast though, so like, like, because that'll make you look even older. Like my eyes get sunken in and shit.
2: No, yeah, you gotta hit that Goldilocks weight.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh Well, the one banana. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. That shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. Uh, Heidi, don't. Uh, uh, I, I can't wait to give Sebi a big hug. Heidi, listen. If you get close to me, fucking Jeremy's gonna throw you over the fence. You're gonna land on top of Judy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you're gonna be mysterious. Gonna be, yeah. Maybe you'll be so
0: mysterious, it might it might be like
2: you're not even there
0: at all. I'm so fucking insecure about like anyone like seeing me, smelling me. Uh, I don't wear deodorant. I uh, you're gonna I'm gonna be sweaty. And don't just walk by me and just say asshole. That's it. That's fine. Oh shit, oh, Jeremy! I'm yeah, gonna have
2: to come get you.
0: Jeremy will also be hugging me. Oh, all right, fuck. Mm.
2: Police security, so makes sense.
0: All right. Yeah, exactly. That's my diet. Um, this chocolate dick that Hiller got me. I'm slowly. This is the only thing I'm eating for the next
2: week. <laughs> Perfect. Game's ready.
0: Heidi, uh, ho- uh, we should actually talk. Are we, are we utilizing Heidi? We should actually talk about that too. By the way.
2: Well, we should first kind of organize the jobs and see what where we need people to fill in at because I'm sure there's going to be plenty of stuff. I can think of two things she can do
0: just right off the top of my head.
2: Well, let's be appropriate here. Okay. Right. (laughs) You like that? That was a good one. Perfect. Robbie
0: says, can and Jeremy hug Heidi at the same time? Okay. It's getting weird. Can I give you knuckles? Yeah. Knuckles is good. Oh, you should. Well, Jake Chapman, you should wear big nose glasses and a mustache disguise. Fucking brilliant!
2: <laughs> oh man. Uh, hey, so you should we should put up a poll. How many people have done the rabbit hole on the on the Hebler uh, uh, channel to watch all his videos since he's been on? Oh,
0: that's good. We'll have Caleb set Is that any, up tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, has anybody dared to venture down the rabbit hole?
0: I watched um, like two flat Earth ones, and I watched the Michael Jackson one. I had my fill. Yeah,
2: those are well. That's what I watched before him. I haven't gone back. Since. Oh, and, and maybe
0: one more. There's one that's like, there's one that's. There was one more, but it, it was basically a flat Earth one. Oh shit, cool. Pool Boy, Sevy have a kissing booth. I'll run it with Heidi. We'll uh, we will slay. That's not a bad idea. Hey, you know what else? I, I was thinking. It, Some sort of, like, photo booth. Is Paper Street Coffee having a a booth at the games?
2: I don't know. For some reason, I feel like they're not this year. Like, Gabe didn't do it, but I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's got a little spot.
0: I could call Gabe, too. It would be cool to set up, like, some sort of photo booth and take pictures of every single person with the CEO
2: shirt. Like, it's just a photo booth of them in a CEO shirt, or are you going to go down there and...
0: No, no, just them. Just them. I'm going to be fucking... (laughs) I'm gonna be a bit too busy Come talking to take she- a
2: picture by yourself.
0: I'm gonna be too busy talking to Shelby Neal.
2: Mm, mm, mm. I'm curious as to see what uh like are we gonna catch Abby throwing up? That's gonna be the big the big ticket item right there.
0: Yes, we are. <laughs> oh shit. Uh Cave Dastro OnlyFans needs a booth at the games only fans pool boy could do activations all weekend wow hey oh, only fans has a booth they have a booth at the games and then they have these little changing closets where you go in and make your first video and pool <laughs> boy directs it yeah like
2: a representative helps you through it yeah like, no here you gotta you gotta use this angle yeah. change the lighting like this use this camera okay you're good to go
0: Heidi, Heidi wants everyone to know I do have a boyfriend. She let it be known.
2: I thought that was old news. Oh, she's referring to the kissing booth, probably, huh? Yeah. i mm-hmm. E. I'm
0: Already trying. A little possessive. Christine, uh, you should have Dave on again before the games and Boz. Hey, I'm trying. Just so you know.
2: We're doing what we can. I feel like if we do get one of those, it's just gonna pop up randomly.
0: Uh, yeah like that's I'll get a call
2: from you and you'll be like 1 p.m we're going for live schedule it okay
0: oh shit. listen to this listen to this Jake Gazan just made a comment hey Sevon I'm not working for Clydesdale in the Coliseum I have a seat at the finish line if you need videos there let me know uh Jake yes we do I am uh, texting you shooting 4k and I'm putting Matt Souza on here and I'm yeah. saying yeah, yes yeah, yeah. we need that footage. <laughs> Sent. Text sent. That's dope, dude. That is awesome. Yeah.
2: Hey, hey, do people realize? Do people realize yet?
0: No. They're going to, though. That we
2: just, that uh, two years ago, we said we weren't going to win or be a player. We were just here to just fucking take the whole entire thing over. (laughs) I and, And have they scrolled through all the upcoming shows and realized we've done something uh, or are doing something in these next two weeks that just most most people wouldn't even fathom. You'd oh. probably bring the idea up and they would have shot it down. Like, you can't do that. No, that'd be crazy. Everyone
0: in the chat knows.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ride or dies.
0: And the, sort of the cheerleaders. The, the, they're like, they're, they're our testosterone. They're our, our cheat.
2: They're our oxygen. Yeah. They keep us going.
0: All right, brother. Thank you. Uh, I will call you soon. I'm gonna go um, play tennis before it gets too hot here.
2: Cool.
0: Okay. Talk
2: to you later. Bye. Bye.
0: Matthew Souza, executive producer of the Sevon podcast. Uh, Is it too late to get on the Sevon train? No. To train? Is it too late to get on? No. Train. It's never too late. I don't know what the Sevon train is, but yeah. Twenty-two thousand seven hundred subscribers. It's not 22 million. 10 a day. That's all I asked. Oh, great. Look what Sousa did. We aren't surprised, says Heidi. We expect greatness from you guys. Oh, great. All right. Thanks, guys. That was fun. That was interesting. It, it's going to be like just massive CrossFit from here on out. I'm a little... um like to do some stuff that's not crossfit in the next 2 weeks but i don't i don't know i don't think it's going to happen uh franco i've sent uh my application to work for the seven on podcast i haven't received a reply where did you send it yeah you're welcome thank you jessica the thing is this i tell you there's a couple things uh, there's you it, it's amazing how many people don't understand social nuance I don't know I don't know what it is if it's in if it's um social media or YouTube or yeah where's plumber I, I, I maybe it's like oh, I don't, don't want Or maybe it's just I'm super hyper judgmental when it comes to people like who are very close to me. There's a, a certain expectation I have of the way, what that, what, how. I don't know how to explain it. I have to work on it. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I mean, I do know what I'm trying to say, but um, how uh, Eric Ootley, how does the Army psyop girl get two hundred six thousand subscribers in less than a month, and this awesome podcast has only twenty two thousand. I offered to sponsor, but no reply either. You offered to sponsor what? Please offer again, Jesus. You guys, I've completely lost the war in my um, DMs. If you're DMing me, it's like a one in. There's. There's thousands. Look at it. it. says 11 on here. There's not 11. There's th- over a thousand unopened everywhere. And I'm opening them constantly, nonstop, all day long. And I just can't keep up. It says right now that there's 18 in my general and 16 in my primary. And the, like, those numbers aren't right. There's 1,600 in my primary and 1,000 in my general. And my requests are out of control too. I don't know how to – I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm trying to. I want to. Wow. There's a guy named Frank Manassian in my requests. That's really your last name? Frank Manassian? Oh, this guy looks like a CrossFitter. What the fuck? Oh, my God. You guys won't even fucking believe this. I have to show you this before I get off. F-R-N-C-K... Holy shit! You guys are gonna fucking have a field day with this. If you can see a screen, you better get close to it. I cannot believe this is a real person. Is this a F R A N C K Manas M? The fuck spells her name Frank like that. Frank. There's two Frank Manasians. Manas. Manassians are there. Holy shit! Wait till you see this guy. This is ridiculous. Can you guys see your screen? This is gonna blow you away. S- Saber, uh, send your money. Uh, I, I need sponsors. Send your money, please. Look at this. This my name is my. Uh, uh, I'll call you back in two minutes. This um this guy's name is Frank uh, Manassian. That's an Armenian name. I can't tell if it's if this is a real person or not. But look at him. Doesn't there th- that's me? I would never snatch like that. But look at that. This motherfucker looks like me. Oh my goodness. You see them? That's him here. Get, that's him right there, obviously. Holy shit. Oh, and he what what country is this guy from? This guy doesn't speak English. What a trip. Oh, my.
2: Holy shit. J'espère que vous allez bien. C'est le dernier jour du confinement aujourd'hui, dimanche 10 mai. Et demain, nous allons essayer de retrouver nos habitudes et de reprendre nos activités respectives.
0: <laughs> uh, en tout cas, j'ai Is that a trans athlete? Uh, J'espère que ça vous a servi à vous maintenir en forme. Et que I ça think a- I, a- I have, have that hat. This is fucking ridiculous. It's me from a fucking another. um... Holy shit, you guys. What's he doing in this picture? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That is not my body, though. I have that hair. That's it. <laughs> oh my god. It's me if I didn't brush my hair. If I didn't, if I that's that's what I would look like if I washed my hair. I'll follow this dude back. Holy shit. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. <laughs> this guy's sleeping in your backyard with Haley. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, I I where was I? I'm so I'm so far behind on my um uh DMs and shit. Um Yeah, we did he does look I bet you he, I mean, dude. That is fucking weird. He's like Sevon but 49 or <laughs> Is that Sevon if he was straight? <laughs> if, I, if I didn't use uh quaff my hair so much oh my goodness all right uh that's it see you guys tomorrow i i i i can't imagine we're not doing something tonight we're on such a compressed timeline so maybe i'll see you guys tonight all right thanks everyone uh bye-bye